From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hi there, I'm Graham VK4 B. This is the WIA National News for week commencing March 17. The Australian Bureau of Meteorology has a DRM test underway from a site in Victoria. They're running a very useful DRM mode called Journaline, which is a non-telephony mode for text and images meant to provide news. For example, a crawler on the screen while you're listening to a radio program. I think Radio New Zealand International used Journaline along with their audio. Now, the technical details, it's on a frequency of 5960 kHz. The mode is C over 10. The SDC MSC is 4QAM. And data is 8.64 kilobytes per second. The opening screen identifies the service as bomb data. Going into Journaline opens up a series of pages with a full identification and a geoscience test where real-time data on seismic activity around the Pacific and Southeast Asia is presented. Now, I'm seeing pages of text describing the position, magnitude and depth of seismic activity for the Vanuatu area, New Britain region, south coast of PNG, Java, the Philippines and Fiji. Now, Newcastle, New South Wales and Cooter in West Australia also get an entry. There is a strong possibility that the source of these signals is the Broadcast Australia site. Now, that's previously Radio Australia at Shepparton in Victoria. Wi-Fi bid for all Aussie hotels. Tourism Australia wants thousands of hotels and tourist resorts to have free guest Wi-Fi access instead of them paying additionally for access. The move follows the trend towards free Wi-Fi access at food outlets, transport and even public areas in central business districts. Internet access that includes smartphones and social media all bundled into the overall room charge will be a major marketing point of difference. Pirates. Microsoft and Adobe are said to be suing the Bill Corrales-owned Super Radio Network in Australia for allegedly copyright infringement over the unauthorised use of their software. An article by Ben Grubb of Fairfax Media has revealed that four stations are currently being sued, including 2DU, Zoo FM, 2LF and Rocky FM, but there is a separate case against 25 other super radio network stations, including 2GF. More online when you read radiotoday.com.au. Peter, VK1PE, poses this question. What do the Sistine Chapel in the Vatican City and Lithgow Correctional Centre at Lithgow, New South Wales, have in common? Mobile phone blockers. Yes, during the conclave and soon at Lithgow, as you heard here on VK1 WIA News just last week, the blockers will stop calls being made and SMSs being sent. WIA National Field Day, Saturday the 13th, Sunday the 14th of April. Amateur radio enthusiasts from all over Australia will be showcasing amateur radio in prominent locations throughout their local area. This activity, now in its third year, will be a good opportunity to break out your field day equipment, demonstrate emergency preparedness, but most importantly, engage the public. Most people in the general public would give our hobby a second thought if they knew a little more about it, and this is the opportunity to showcase our capabilities. Does your club have the capacity to run your station on solar or wind power for the day? Can you borrow some space in the local shopping centre car park? Does the local sports complex run hot on a Saturday or Sunday? Does the date align with a local community festival or school fate? The opportunities are endless. Are you up to the challenge? 
And I certainly thank Gavin. VK4 Zulu Zulu from Matark Incorporated for advising us of this WIA activity. Aris in operations down under. Christ the King Catholic School in Warradale, Adelaide is geared up with a link-up Wednesday, March 20 at 5.45pm Central Summertime. The contact will be done using the Aris Telebridge Network, a worldwide network of amateur radio ground stations that enables students to contact the ISS. The ground station selected for this link-up will be 1K1SLD, operated by Claudio in Italy. Christ the King School has some very excited students waiting to ask astronaut Hadfield 15 questions, just as the children from Mount Oosley Public School did last Tuesday, March 15. The sounds sound different in space, both in the ISS and when on a spacewalk. Over. Well, it does sound a little different out here. Uh, inside the space station, we can hear each other well when we're talking and we can listen to music. Uh, there is a lot of extra noise from fans and things, but uh, we always do have a background. When we're out on a spacewalk, we just wear headphones, and all we can hear is a radio. It's like this one. Over. Twelve students had been chosen to ask questions to astronaut Kevin Ford, KF5GPP, who is the commander of the International Space Station. The conversations occurred whilst he was travelling at 27,000 kilometres per hour at an orbit height of 380 kilometres above the Earth. The event took place with the assistance of the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society, working with ARIS. The connection to the space station was performed by Claudio, Claudio in Italy, with the audio then passing through NASA's conferencing bridge to the school's auditorium. Australian ARIS coordinator Tony VK5ZAI was the moderator, initially chatting to the students and their families, explaining how the connection to the space station was achieved, before handing over to Claudio to call the space station itself. Even before astronaut Kevin Ford came online, the gathered audience was impressed as these voices from all over the world were coming through loud and clear into their hall speakers. The space station was expected to clear Claudio's western horizon at 0734 UTC and almost to the second, a voice came out of the noise and within seconds was noise-free. The students immediately started asking some questions revolving around radiation exposure, risk of fire, how long does it take to train for the space station, through to some lighter questions like, can you roll a dice in space and can you eat spaghetti with runny sauce? If, if someone gets ill, what sort of medical procedures do you have in place? If someone is critical, do you have the option to evacuate them back to Earth and would you deal the mission? Over. Oh, Riley, that's a really good question. We have good equipment, uh, like defibrillators and certain kinds of drugs that uh, are on board to help us. Like we could give an intraosseous a shot into the bone if we had to resuscitate somebody, maybe in cardiac arrest or got poisoned or something. We also could evacuate them on a Soyuz spacecraft that we keep up here in if necessary. How do you store the oxygen needed for the astronauts, and do you have enough for extra months if needed? Yes, we do. We carry plenty so that we can last another year or so and we have tanks on the outside of the space station that hold reserve oxygen. So what we do inside is we, we rebreathe our oxygen. When we breathe it in or you use it, we rebreathe it back out as carbon dioxide. We have special machines to get the oxygen out of it so that we can breathe it again. This broadcast was linked to the VK2 RMP repeater covering Wollongong and Sydney, 
while also being connected to IRLP and Echolink via John, AG9 Delta in the USA, who was also connected to the NASA conference bridge. For confirmation of connection to the rest of the world, Wollongong's second 2-metre repeater, VK2RUW on 7300, was also relaying the space station conversation, but from the Echolink relay via VK2BGL. Notably, its transmitted audio was a full four seconds behind that of the direct feed from the school into VK2RMP, but this was to be expected after the audio relay had effectively been around the world a few times. The event deemed a great success with the students and families standing around for well over an hour afterwards, taking photographs and discussing what they'd heard. Additionally, the local newspaper, radio station and wind television news covered the event, with amateur radio being mentioned many times. All involved can be justly proud in assisting this small school in the suburbs to be taken out of this world. Okay, everyone at Mount Oosley, could we have a big uh, thank you to Commander Kevin Ford, please? Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Banana Shire region, it can be heard on VK4RCQ 2 meter repeater on 147 MHz every Sunday morning at 9am. From the Banana Shire Repeater Association, I'm Brandon, VK4FABB. Have you prepared for the last weekend in May, the 2013 WIA AGM and Conference? The AGM is the forum for you to participate in determining the future direction of amateur radio in Australia and the role that the Wireless Institute of Australia takes in that process. You'll help with an open forum where you can raise issues close to your heart and hear the views of other amateurs. The 2013 WIA AGM and Conference. It's all about engaging, learning, appreciating, socialising and discovering. You'll find all the information online at the VK6 conference site, conference.vk6.net. Hams across Australia, it's the VK2, and next weekend, Amateur Radio New South Wales will be conducting its bi-monthly foundation course. Please note this is fully subscribed. The next weekend course with ARNSW will be May 1819, for which bookings are now open. And also in May, Waverley Amateur Radio Society have a foundation weekend scheduled for May 11 and 12. Sunday 31st of March, Amateur Radio New South Wales will hold its bi-monthly Trash and Treasure at the VK2WI site and on the VK2WIA News this week. They'll be telling you the story of its most successful anniversary barbecue celebrating Amateur Radio New South Wales in VK2 which started 113 years ago. In VK3, do you know a VK3 with a foundation licence who wants to upgrade or perhaps a friend who wants to be a radio amateur? Enrolments close tomorrow, Monday, for an, in, an intensive standard licence bridging theory course at Ashburton. Also in April, there'll be another successful foundation licence weekend. For full details, contact without delay education team leader Barry Robertson, Victor Kilo 3, Popper Victor. His telephone number is 0428 516 001. And actually, here is Barry VK3PV. Another major event held. And see a thank you to everybody that travelled to the picturesque Kyneton Racecourse to attend last month's Central Victoria Radio Fest. Under mild weather conditions, there was many highlights for the biggest event of its kind held in Victoria, including the home brew competition. True Diamond VK3XU was delighted at being asked to do the judging and expressed amazement at the number of quantity of entries. 
which he described as all being good. Drew VK3XU said it was a daunting task to examine all the models carefully and read their helpful documentation. First prize went to Noel Ferguson VK3FI for his beautifully engineered and fully metered transmitter. The rack-mounted 160E Class AM transmitter consisted of 14 printed circuit boards, which were individually pre-tested. The second prize went to Mike Borthwick VK3UBM for his very well-made UHF diplexer amplifier. He makes good use of it, particularly when on mountaintops during field days. The encouragement award went to Ron Bicker VK3FTFM for his scratch-built power supply, made almost entirely and with much ingenuity from junk box parts. Drew VK3XU in giving further encouragement noted that the only new components in Ron's supply were made from some hardware shop nuts and bolts. However, the resulting job had a pleasing utilitarian appearance. Helping everyone on the day, Sunday the 10th of February, were the volunteers from Amateur Radio Victoria and the Central Goldfields Amateur Radio Club. Thank you. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3 Papa Victor, and you're listening to VK1WIA. Just one more week till Melbourne's big friendly ham fest, the Eastern and Mountain District White Elephant Sale. Sunday the 24th of March at the Great Rari Primary School, Great Rari Road in Heathmont. Be there early for all the bargains and stay for a barbecue lunch. Free tea and coffee is available throughout the day. So don't forget, Eastern and Mountain District White Elephant Sales, Sunday the 24th of March, that's next weekend. Check out all the details on our club website, www.emdrc.com.au. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Celebrate Wellington, special event station, Whiskey for Whiskey. In early February, members of the Wellington Radio Club in Florida, USA were elated. The Mayor of Wellington, New Zealand, Celia Wade-Brown, accepted their invitation to help commemorate the founding of Florida's 17-year-old Wellington Club. The special event is scheduled for March 16th. Radio clubs on both sides of the Pacific were all set to go, but on March 8th, the USA club members were left dumbfounded. New Zealand's Mayor Wade Brown abruptly cancelled her exchange of greetings with Mayor Margulis, Wellington, Florida's mayor. An email explained that foul weather forced Mayor Wade Brown to reschedule a kayak voyage across the Cook Strait on that date. That left the Wellington Radio Club high and dry until a cornhusker came to the rescue from 8,100 miles away. Dr Wayne Guppy, chairman of the Wellington Region Mayor's Forum and Mayor of Upper Hutt, stepped forward to pick up the ball and exchange greetings with Mayor Margulis. Florida's Wellington Radio Club president, Larry Lazar, noted that Mayor Guppy has been re-elected for four terms and must be doing something right. I bet he's demonstrated the same initiative and drive to his constituents in Upper Hutt as he has in helping us, Lazar added. To learn more about Whiskey for Whiskey special event station, go to the Wellington Radio Club website at qsl.net or the ARRL special event station webpage. Ban on all shortwave broadcasts. 
the Republic of Zimbabwe has banned shortwave radios as it heads towards government elections due in July. The foreign broadcasts from outside the landlocked country in southern Africa are reportedly seen as propaganda to undermine the rule of President Robert Mugabe. Only local stations are to be heard. Police recently declared that it was a crime to own a shortwave radio which is deemed to be an illegal communications device. Hundreds of them have been confiscated, including the wind-up version donated by non-government organisations. China silent on jamming. Radio Australia is the latest to report that its shortwave service to China is being jammed. This follows similar complaints recently by the BBC and the Voice of America. Radio Australia's Connect Asia program has been told by the Association for International Broadcasting that researchers indicated the jamming comes from within China. The BBC, the world's largest shortwave broadcaster, describes it as being indicative of a well-resourced country such as China. VOA has also complained, adding that whoever is responsible seems to be using new technology. China has used jamming in the past as a form of media censorship by transmitting radio signals on the same frequency as the intended target using the Mandarin language. Now interference is being suffered by English language broadcasts. The Association for International Broadcasting has verified the recent start of deliberate interference to the English broadcasts from Radio Australia, the BBC World Service and The Voice of America. It has lodged complaints with the Chinese embassies in Canberra, London and Washington. No official comment was available from China, but the jamming also came amid broadcasts about cybercrime and may have offended some sensitivities. Visiting Europe this winter? Take in DARC Ham Radio. The 64th Lake Constance and the Ham Radio 2013 convention, both organised by Deutsche Amateur Radio Club, will take place from Friday 28th of June to Sunday the 30th of June in Frederikshafen, Germany. The event has long been considered Europe's premier amateur radio gathering with attendees from around the world. One of the highlights of this year's Ham Radio gathering will be an informal international meeting for representatives of IARU member societies. It will be held at the Zeppelin Museum on Friday the 28th of June. Event planners say they will provide a shuttle bus that will take those attending from the exhibition halls to the museum. World Amateur Radio Day 2013 World Amateur Radio Day is April 18th and according to the International Amateur Radio Union that sponsors the event, the theme for this year is Amateur Radio, entering its second century of disaster communications. Amateur Radio Newsline Cheryl Lassick, K9BIK, has the details. According to the IARU announcement, the theme for 2013 of Amateur Radio, entering its second century of disaster communications, is an excellent opportunity for Amateur Radio Emergency Communications Groups to take advantage of the event to highlight the role Amateur Radio plays in disaster response. Among the suggestions are for IARU member societies to arrange ham radio demonstrations in public places such as parks, or shopping areas. The IARU says that such demonstrations in public areas usually generate inquiries and questions from the public about amateur radio. It adds that this makes it a great opportunity to attract new people to become members of the ham radio community. The IARU notes that in 2013, April 18th is a weekday, but that should not keep public activity from taking place either on the weekend before or after that date. 
Also, if you plan on holding a public demonstration, the IARU says not to forget to include some young people to show all ages are part of this growing worldwide public service-oriented hobby. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cheryl Essek, K9BIK in Zion, Illinois. West Tyrone ARC will be taking part in the St. Patrick's Day celebration on Monday the 18th of March in Omar County, Tyrone. The club will be running a special event station using GB1SPD. They'll be operational from the Struhl Arts Centre in the heart of Omar during the Omar District Council St. Patrick's Day Parade and Festival. The club will be operating HF, VHF, UHF, Echolink and Digital modes between 11am and 5pm. Special event QSL cards will be available to those who wish to have a confirmation of the QSO. Have a look at www.qrz.com and www.wtarc.org. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline and the RSGB. The MP3s you can find on the web at the link on www.rsgb.org. I'm Jeremy Boots, G4NJH, and you're tuned to VK1WIA. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ, Dateline 2013. March 15 to 17, VK John Moyle Field Day weekend. Worldwide International Museums Weekend, June 15 and 16 and 22 23. Holy Land Contest 2013, April 19 and 20. On the air, word that the 2013 Holy Land Contest 2013 will be held from 2100 hours Zulu UTC on April 19th and ends at 2100 UTC on April 20th. This year's contest goal will be to have as many Israeli mobile stations activating many different and rare squares for the Holy Land Award. Special Event Stations, DX and Beacon and Net Advice. The CRARC committee approached WIA and ACMA with the view of having their special event call sign VI100ACT period of operation extended from March only to the end of December 2013. ACMA have now formally agreed to extend the licence period to 31 December 2013. TA1HZ will be in Somalia on a humanitarian mission from the 23rd of March to the 4th of April. His primary purpose is as a doctor, but he also plans some on-the-air time, most likely from the city of Mogadishu, using the call sign T5TC. His operation will be on the HF bands using a Kenwood radio and a Windham antenna. If you work him, QSL to TA1HZ as per the details found on QRZ.com. Marion Island Two radio amateurs will be part of the overwintering team and will be active on Marion Island from May 2013 to April 2014. ZS8C, Carson. ZR6CWI has been appointed as the Space Weather Engineer and is employed for the next year by the SA National Space Agency, SANSA. ZS8Z, David. ZS1BCE has been appointed as the Radio Technician. Expected modes will be mainly SSB and digital modes. They may only use the existing commercial broadband HF antenna and their QSL manager is ZS1HF. DL100OUI celebrates 100 years since first DLUS radio contact. Keep an ear open for the German special event call sign DL100OUI, which will be on the air throughout 2013. This is in celebration of the 100th anniversary of the first commercial radio contact between that nation and the United States from Hanover. 
OUI were the call letters of the German station at that time. The US station was located in New Jersey. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service, relayed in southeast Queensland on 146.700 and 146.950 MHz repeaters at 9am. I'm Bryn, VK4GF. On the WIA National News, time for a look at the Special Interest Group News. And to kick us off this week, it's to the West and Ono VK6 FLAB. We received an email from Bernie KC9SGV who implored us to install some software for the listening pleasure of hams worldwide. Cunningly disguised as a promotion for remotehams.com, Bernie shared with us the notion that we might install some free HF remote software for Windows. He eloquently put it like this. Australia shines in his absence on the station's list. So, if you have an internet connection, a spare radio and a computer, and a desire to add Australia to the list of stations available for use, go to remotehams.com and start playing. Thanks for that special interest group news from the digital world, Ono. Now with more special interest group news from the Melbourne studios of the WIA, I'm Robert, VK3DN. Worldwide special interest group's final frontier. Raspberry Pi-powered TARDIS blasts off from Blighty's Bacon Hour. The Register reports on the launch by radio amateur Anthony Sturk, M0UOU, and Dave Ackerman of a 434 MHz balloon that carried a Raspberry Pi and Doctor Who's TARDIS to near space. The launch took place from Bright Walton in Berkshire on Wednesday, February the 27th, almost one year since the launch of the Raspberry Pi computer board. The balloon carried a 70 centimetre transmitter sending 600 bits per second radio telemetry and slow scan digital video images. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW. Registrations keep coming in. The 16th Annual International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend is five months away in August, but already more than 170 registrations have been received. In the lead is Germany with 38 registrations, just ahead of Australia on 36, followed by the USA and England. The basic objective is to promote public awareness of lighthouses and lightships, their need for preservation, and to promote the goodwill of amateur radio. Join in by setting up an amateur radio station over to Lighthouse, Lightship or Maritime Beacon. To see the guidelines or register online for the next fun event on August the 17th and 18th, visit the website, illw.net. Worldwide Special Interest Group, Amateur Radio Young Timers, a youth net meets on Saturdays at 0100 hours UTC on IRLP Reflector 2 and the Young Hams Net 3.59 MHz 7.30pm Victorian time. During the summer of 2013, a youth radio camp, Youngsters on the Air, will be held near Tartu, Estonia, from the 5th to the 12th of August. There will be 10 teams participating from different European member associations of the IARU Region 1. The camp is organised by the Estonian Radio Amateurs Union. During this week, teams of young amateurs from 10 different European countries will be participating in different activities, presentations, contests, visiting radio stations, observatories, etc. As the two previous events in Romania and Belgium, Netherlands have shown, it will be great experience for the young hams, which they will never forget. 
Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. On Saturday, April the 6th, it's the Pajero Challenge at Woodpoints area. Contact Dirk Vasilis, VK3FPAJ. On Sunday, April the 14th, the Wombat 100 bike ride at Woodend, Wombat State Forest. For that one, contact John Weir, VK3XD. And on Friday, April the 19th, the Oxfam Trailwalker, Wheelers Hill to Westburn. Contact Ian Morris, VK3IFM. And lastly, in Tasmania, yes, that's the bit of Australia, left off the new VK5 state government logo. Well, down there, the members of the CCARC provided COM support for the 2013 Pure Tasmanian Cycle Challenge on the 2nd of March. The cycle ride covered Devonport to Stratham on a near-perfect autumn day with no wind and mid-to-high 20s temperature. The event started at 6am and concluded around 6pm. The organisers were very happy with how the radio coverage worked, even though there were still a few areas to improve. Communications gear included 80 MHz repeaters provided by the Octagon organisation. As a back channel, 2 and 70 cm amateur repeaters were used, and at times, 40 metres FM and single sideband. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Alrighty, that takes us to the end of WIA National News for another week. Great roll-up of news there this week, and I must thank everybody that uh, has sent us in material and also those that have voiced material, but particularly those that have taken the time to send in material, particularly about Australia. So now it's over to the WIA directors to pick up the ball, give us information from the WIA itself. Again, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.